You're listening to 2.23am with Dr. Christine McDougall. Are you ready for a new kind of success and fulfillment? End the silent struggle. Join us as Dr. Christine McDougall speaks to successful, high-achieving men as they share their journey towards a more fulfilling and sustainable life and business and discover the better alternative. It's 2.23am and the life of your future is calling. My first guest for season two is Simon Kalinowski. I met Simon when he was a 21-year-old seeking to build all the great things a 21-year-old aspires to. He has crafted a life that demonstrates extraordinary leadership and humility. Simon is a technology-minded and spirited entrepreneur with a passion for ecological sustainability. He is a proud advocate for sustainable practices, particularly in the waste industry and through developing his own circular economy project a regenerative farm in northern New South Wales. Simon's in-depth business acumen has allowed him to play to his strengths, learning through funding and fixing his own mistakes. Over the course of his career, Simon has also had the opportunity to work with diverse teams to build products and develop partnerships that have achieved great success. For Simon, everything is personal. So business and life provide opportunities and challenges, and he believes personal growth and individual action is essential to improving the world around you. In this conversation, we discuss fatherhood and how it has changed him, how Simon has learned from his mistakes, how he deals with vulnerability, and at the end, we begin to explore the topic of shame. Simon's bio and all links can be found in the show notes at 223am.com forward slash podcast. During the episode, there is a bit of vocalisation by my lovely dog, Millie. Here is the interview with Simon Kalinowski. Hello, Simon. Christine, good morning. How are you? I am really well. How are you today? Yeah, I think I'm on the tail end of recovering from two weeks of cold and flu. Oh, okay. Well, that's not good. (laughs) Well, at least least you're on the other end of that. And of course... I start recording the garbage truck arrives <laughs> so, uh, never mind um so um so thank you for joining um it, so the, the front part of this conversation really begins with um an inquiry into um for you your perspective of what it means to be a man in a world of um today's society where um we have things like the me too movement and questions around equality and all of that sort of stuff and and uh and i mean the surface the landscape is changing for everybody men and women but um so yeah let's begin there for you um at this stage of your life yeah um that's such a big question (laughs) it is i was i was uh having a walk um a walking talk with a really good friend of mine this week who's in a, a similar age bracket um and we were actually, I actually made the comment or the observation that uh, the midlife crisis of the male in this, in this today's sort of generation is very different from the one that was sort of 10, 15 years ago. So the cliched sort of um, needing to be unhappy in marriage and finding a mistress and um, a red convertible or a sports car um, has been replaced by a very different set of, um, I guess, 
existential questions that you 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 face and and choices. So to look at you know the choices and change in my life as a result of having kids and um you know being a father and partner and sort of male role model, uh, and then looking at him and what he's doing, he's doing some uh, interesting work around values and how that can apply to different families and relationships. And and we sort of like our our midlife crisis for a man these days is leads us to very different work. <laughs> um, right. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 I, I, so, yeah, go so, ahead. so I think sort of relating back to your question about being a man in today's world, um, I actually think it's, it's incredibly um, one of incredible change and incredibly confronting, uh, but equally um, with that comes an opportunity for different pathways and different choices that probably would have felt uh, impossible or far more, you know, far too far reaching, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so your opportunity for change on a personal front and a community front and a life front is far greater these days than ever before. And so with that, you know, brings opportunity and responsibility. Uh, that is a fantastic answer because I can go in a thousand directions um, with that. <laughs> and so let's start with the confronting piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's dive well, right into the, into yeah, the depths. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, so I think for me, what I find confronting, right? So um, I guess um, certainly I, I, I probably was lucky not to be brought up with a lot of these stereotypes, I suppose, in one sense, but inevitably they come about in terms of what is success and, and the need for essentially a, a level of um, external success and, and and I think that that's always going to be a part of the world in some form. Um, and so you have a sort of narrative of, of what life looks like and all the responsibilities that what that entails. And then, um, and then essentially, and as you know, from my personal relationship with you, you, you kind of set a vision for what that means. And cause you're actually hoping about what you'll become through that process. Um, mm. And what you find is that as you go on and achieve certain things, um, <laughs> the feeling of um, you don't actually ever feel like you've got it together um, necessarily. Uh, and uh, well, that's momentary at best. And, um, and um, um, as, as the breadth of life sort of widens, I think man, man generally craves for simplicity or simple life being simple. Uh, and in this world and technology and fast paced and relationships and, uh, and and a lot of social norms moving around them, then um, it's quite confusing and confronting because uh, you're, I guess, what you're brought up to believe is what normal or, or that sort of routine of what life looks like is being sort of uprooted on so many levels. And, and you're also probably feeling, well, certainly for me, in my own way, feeling an internal need to uproot um, a lot of those things as well. So um, nothing... Um, the confronting part for me is that that at, at you know at forty nothing is um, felt the thought I had at twenty about what life would be like at forty nothing feels certain in that sense uh, only your sort of your understanding and relationship with yourself uh, and even that is is you know can be tested at times um, so uh, and then you're you're you know particularly when you have kids that relationship when you're a role model for them uh, that 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 I find completely confronting and, and I, and I, I made an observation to an Uber driver this week, uh, actually when I said, I look at my, you know, particularly role as a father and I feel ill-equipped and inadequate, uh, as a father 
and I actually feel like I'm okayed it. Uh, uh, and so I'm like, well, what's everyone else feeling if, if, I, if I'm feeling terribly ill-equipped and inadequate as a, as a dad? So when I say confronting, it's, it's, it's quite complete in that sense. And then I have to remind myself, well, if I'm doing that and to a lot of external views, I seem to have it all together, um, then what must everyone else be feeling? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and so so there's that 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 external view um, that we have it all together, which of course is even more propagated by um, all the glamorous um, experiences that you can find on social media, which never seem to show when we when we're a mess. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, and so that's sort of escalated as well. Um, and, and generally isn't true at all. Um, and then there's the conversation that sits under that, that if, we're, if there's this, this external view that we've got everything together and we're actually feeling like we haven't, and that's the conversation that we most need to have. Yeah. And, and, and even and like in my life, um, the reality is I may not have it together on a particular day or days, uh, but I still have to function uh, in the many roles that I fulfil. Uh, and so... Um, you know, the and I, I observed. I think it was this week. There was the Are You Okay? Um, I think there was yes. the Are You Okay? Yesterday, day. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And ironically, uh, yesterday I was not feeling okay at all. Luckily, I was in a position where no one had a chance to ask me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but it, 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 the I guess mental, you know, your role as a man, and like I, I'm I'm in a great place, but. Um, you're you've got to function in so many different different areas of your life in spite of all of that you know so it's 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 a, it's a, it's as i said i'm truly blessed because i've got an opportunity to change and influence so many things and people so it's a it comes with that as a responsibility that's awesome uh but but it can be confronting on a personal basis you know yeah and so when you when you said i'm um, ill-equipped to be a dad can you be a little bit more specific about that some of the yeah absolutely saw, yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so um i i have a i have this is i even i even refined this this week uh in, in something else that i'm working on at the moment where whereby a while back i was like uh i find, find it incredibly difficult to make decisions um in relation to you know really intimate issues around relationships or even around you know certain work choices or career progressions about what i do with the business should i grow it sell it all sorts of things um and and I guess not surprisingly, one of the easiest things for me to do is to sort of have a have a have a lens of um, the relationship with my son, who's currently three and a half, and and thinking about if I was he was twenty five and an adult, and I was having a conversation with him about it, how would I rationalise that decision? Um, and it would be it's it, I found it, I find it incredibly easier to make decisions if I think about the lens of the relationship I want to have with him when he's twenty five, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, and, and you know everyone can so that perspective makes it easy. And then this week I've I've um, gone one step further and gone. I oh, actually, if it, if he was to have a video of me today and everything that I did, everything that I said, how I showed up in relationships uh, with his mum, um, with my team at work, with people on the street, a- anything. Um, if he was to watch that video. That that's a it's incredibly confronting to sort of like that's the example that I said as a dad. So so I have a fairly high bar, um, you know that that's a very high bar, um, mm-hmm. but it's one that I'm mean. And so when I think about my role as a, as a father and why I feel ill-equipped is I still feel 
you know, frustration, anger, um, and not as present as I would wish to be for him. Uh, and, and you can see how, you know, like quickly that destabilizes his little world, you know? Um, and so, um, a night where you and, you know, we you and his mum, you know, we're tired. Um, we have our own stuff going on. Um, you know, we've got stresses and whatnot. And then you can see that effect on him the following day and you're like, well, and then obviously we can, we're in a blessed place where we have the observation to recover from that. And he's got a wonderful life and he's really happy. Um, but, but, you know, it's something as simple as that. It's like the delicate and, and, uh, total responsibility have as a parent, um, is one that is, is very all encompassing and, and, um, you know, um, it's, yeah, you know, some days you feel like you have it, but I'm like, in general, you're like, you know, I feel (laughs) ill-equipped. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so what about the, the, um, the side um, where I think it, it, becoming parents, you appreciate that um, it doesn't matter how how um, much effort you put into it and how good you are, you're never going to yeah. you're never going to be perfect. You know, you're going to oh. fail. There's areas that you're just going to mess up. So totally. So I'm not I'm not sort of beating myself up, and I often make the joke, "Well, you've got to have something to talk to a therapist about at 30." So, <laughs> um, you know, so 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 those things can define you. So um, you know. Um, so it's not to be too hard on yourself in that sense, you know. Um, yeah. And I think you've got to have a sort of laugh at it or, or a lightheartedness. But, but you know, in this world, um, and I, I really do mean this, like I think there's a world, there's a lot of opportunity, but there's an incredibly challenging world we live in uh, politically and socially, environmentally. Uh, and, um, you know, I had this sort of pre-kids, I had this sort of complete both ends of the spectrum whereby... I really love the idea of having kids and would love to have 10 of them. And then on the other hand, um, have a sort of look at the world and go, wow, it's a really tough place to bring kids up in. Uh, so wouldn't wish that upon anyone, you know? So, yeah. um, I think being the responsibility that you feel around it, I guess is, is, is good that you feel that responsibility. Um, but yeah, not taking it too seriously or not taking it too heavily at the same time. Yeah. And and so just before we sort of step away from this part of the conversation, um, um, it, you, we're referencing, you know, what it is to be a man in today's world. Yeah. Um, and, and you have an engagement by the sounds of it with your son that is, is um, quite hands-on. Um, and yeah. so how, how does that feel different to you being a child with, with, with back, back when we were, we were addressing a different set of problems as, as families. Yeah. Um, well for me, um, so I, I, I've given this and continue to give this fair bit of thought. So I think first of all, um, I would love, we're really lucky with our families, but I think any way that you can create community around bringing up a child is incredibly important. So, you know, um, not just being them in, 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 with you personally and then transactionally and in daycare or something or where they can bring up around trusted nieces, nephew, or, you know, aunties, uncles, grandparents, yes. um, close friends is incredibly important. Um, I, I'm quite conscious of trying to bring him up uh, in different, um, I guess what I call spectrums of the world. So um, he gets to see work. He's at work a lot um, with me. He gets to sit in business meetings. He gets to sit at different sort of functions. I try to give him 
the respect of being a full soul, even as a three-year-old, whereas mm-hmm. I was brought up to be sort of seen and not heard, I was often yeah. sort of said. Um, whereas um, his mum and I are incredibly conscious that he's a full being. Um, and, and I think that respect for his sovereignty as a person um, will be like incredibly defining for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my, my goal for him is to really give him the most broad a spectrum of experiences as possible um, whilst he's in his formative years so that his view of the world is very global and wide, not really narrow. Mm-hmm. Right. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. I, think, I think like we all, you know, our upbringing is important to us but, yeah. but and our values is really important to us, but by giving them a wide spectrum, you know, he's his own person and by giving him those experiences, then he has better equipped to make his own choices and, uh, and really understand his, what he wants to do and his contribution that he can make. Yeah, yeah. I wrote actually wrote a blog on autonomy yesterday, which is this very same subject that that um, uh, you have to you have to realize that oftentimes the choices that we make are um, uh, culturally influenced or or um, influenced by our upbringing and are very limited. Yeah. What you know, what you're saying is exactly what I wrote about, which is to expand the field of. choice so that an individual does get to make that sovereign choice and go I this is what I'm interested in these are my values and my beliefs they're not my families or my religions or my cultures yeah Yeah. and you know like I say a lot you know I'm incredibly biased and live in this really narrow part of the world in terms of I'm a white male growing up in Australia which is one of the remotest countries in the world Um, and I'm relative by relative scales I'm incredibly privileged and wealthy and that's I'm so I'm in point zero one or point one percent of the world, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and it, and it's 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 great, but it's crap at the same time, you know. Um, and our responsibility to the our community and to our planet, we need to have a much broader view and an understanding and empathy um, if we're going to be meaningful citizens. Well, that is, so okay. So, what do you mean by it's great and it's crap at the same time? I can't step over that one. <laughs> well, it's incredibly priv- privileged, right? Yeah. Like, so, so it's, yeah. it's it's wonderful. So, so when I look at the choices of what I get to do on the weekends and where I live and what I do, I, you know, the blessing and gratitude I feel for my life and for the life I can provide for family and that sort of thing is like incredibly, incredibly grateful yeah. for that. You know, so it's it's wonderful, right? But at yeah. the same t- token, uh, it it can promote <laughs> the crap part is it can promote a feeling of the need to protect and to um, preserve and a sense of barriers or isolation, um, um, and you see that playing out politically in Australia <laughs> through and through at the moment. Uh, yeah. Um, Everywhere, and, really. And, and like, it, and it's and it, and it's what I'm saying it's crap because to really um, to solve the challenges of the world or really um, make the changes in, in the world that we need, um, then our understanding of the rest of the world and what the lives and what they're going through and the relationship and our, and our connectedness with people, um, we're such an insular small part that's not reality for the vast majority, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and um, we should appreciate, like, we should appreciate exactly what we've got but also um, not take it for granted. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and there also, I think there comes, because um, you mentioned the word citizens, and I think this is a, it's a word that certainly in the last few years I've explored um, because we've kind of edited it out of um, most of our education systems. That's been my experience. And I don't think this is just locally. I think this is globally. Oh, globally, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and so, so um, and I know I've realised that, that my role of privilege is also to be an engaged citizen. And so what does that, how, 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 how is that landing for you? Because you raised that yourself just then in the conversation. Um, so, so what does me, being a citizen mean to you at this stage of your life? Well, so two things that can, I would, I'll do a poor definition of it, so I won't attempt to. But the two, the two things that come to mind for me that are very real is, is one, uh, the citizen is having, like one thing that I can see is having a responsibility for your consumption, your choices of own consumption. Right. So when I, I watch, people are completely disconnected to what they consume. Right? Yeah. So, so on um, one hand, they complain about um, jobs and issues around government and what they should and shouldn't do, yet they'll go and spend time and effort saving a few cents or a few dollars on groceries or consumer choices or fashion right to yeah. go and that will go and directly impact um those same businesses in this country right um that they're worried about trying to save on the next breath so as a citizen i'm not saying you shouldn't you should you know choose one thing over another but the consciousness of your consumption you know whether it be where you eat the, the, the food and where that comes from, the fashion you buy, um, the cars you buy, how long, like how, how you consume things. Yeah. Like as citizens, we're terrible. Like we're completely selfish and self-interested um, and, and short-sighted in our mindfulness. Yeah. Uh, and then so that's one part I, I, I find just like disgusts me when I see it around me, even what I can do <laughs> at times. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, the next one for me is that um, part of a citizen is having um, an ability to hold the views of others that you don't agree with and respect them whilst not necessarily feeling the need to change yours. Um, and, and, and then voting or being able to vote or be able to contribute to society whereby you might, there might be a view that's going that you don't support you respect that it's going to benefit a, 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 a majority or a proportion of people that's not you and you can handle that space. So, I, I, um, so you know, examples of that for me are um, when we vote the election and the whole um, sort of degradation of the democratic process that's brought about by the, the short-sighted, self-interested views of people and the, vote, and the way that the politicians then respond to that with even more short-termism it's like as a citizen of this world i should be prepared to pay more so that we can offset you know our carbon and have better long-term electricity that's not impacting the environment you know mm -hmm. does it going to cost me more yeah do i care about that maybe a little bit but can i see a longer-term view that's better for others absolutely there are countries that are going to be wiped out as a result of that so yeah. you know like so that's what i mean you know in, in that sense I feel people have lost the ability to vote for things and support um, initiatives, policies, ideas that may not necessarily directly benefit them or that they may even in some senses disagree with, 
but respect that it's going to be better for, you know, um, a country, a council, a state, yeah, um, and get behind that. Because the reality is, you know, yeah, the, the alternative is if we don't have a vision and support something, then we're nothing, you know. And I just feel, you know, um, either at a global level or a country level, we're becoming very nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a bit like it's a bit like the the classic um, migrant story, um, which is also obviously a hot topic that we don't need to go down. But it's the classic migrant story where where migrants will jet often come to a country, three or four jobs in in often not in the career of which they were yeah. they educated, so that they can get their kids to college. Absolutely. So that so that they can. Um, uh, Give their children a future. Now that's a that's a forty year plan. Yep. <laughs> or, or a thirty year plan, or something. You know, it's a long term commitment. Yep. And and so, um, a, an act of citizenship relatable to that is that we might have to suck it up and and pay, pay a little higher price for something that gives yep. both our children and their children and our yep. and our world a, a longer term future. <laughs> and 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 help people. That we may never get to meet. Correct. Who we're not related to at all. Yeah. And that that's okay. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like uh, it, it, the, the self-interest of um, the self-serving self-interest or short-termism of people who are incredibly well-to-do, re- you know, glo- relatively globally, just, just astounds me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so you mentioned before um, earlier in this conversation. Um, I just sort of like to circle circle back to um, um, this piece around um, having it all together. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> the 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 uh, the illusion of having it all together. <laughs> yeah, the illusion. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. Sometimes we do, and oftentimes we don't. <laughs> And so, you know, on that on that basis, um, if if we come back to um, what it means to be a, a man in today's world, um, how would you define being um, being strong in today's society as a male? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I'd say just before I answer that is that it's incredibly necessary as a man, or anyone for that matter, but certainly as a man, to be able to live with uncertainty, right? Um, and, and, and your narrative of who you are not be defined by, um, your job, your bank account, your car, um, the attractiveness of your, whether you have a partner or not, or their attractiveness, um, or, or anything external. Yeah. So, 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 so if you, uh, you know, I think that there's real challenges. So one very you know, for men in that sense, and I have to look at it for myself, letting go of all that because it all could leave you tomorrow and so what, you know. Um, so uh, being strong uh, in this world, I think um, for me personally, it means probably most of all um, having the courage to um, respectfully, and I say respect, maybe not respect is the right word, but um like acknowledge when you're not strong or knowledge what you're not coping with mm-hmm. um, in a very conscious way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so I'm not talking about being weak or being blubbery or, or um, you know, um, 
being fragile in a sense, but, but being able to hold a space where you can say, hey, this is hard for me. I'm not, I'm struggling with this. I don't know what to do here. Um, and, and because number one thing from, for men, I think particularly still is very much the mask of, of having it all together of, I've, I know what I'm doing. Right? Yeah. Um, um, I think the second thing um, about being strong is um, having the courage to uh, make decisions for um, the long term that, that are based upon values whereby the shorter term consequences or the impact on you uh, is like quite difficult. Right. So I think in this world where we're, you know, we're taught to do what makes you happy, um, you know, all, all very um, sort of what I call short termism, you know, yeah. I think yeah. there, there is a strength in saying actually, you know, this is a challenging decision for me and it's going to impact me for a while and it's not ideal, but it's the, it's, it's the right decision and I'm, I'm going to live with that and I'm going to commit to that. And it, it might be years before I see the outcome of that or the benefit of that. But, and, and I may never see the benefit of that, but it's the right decision. You know? Yeah. Um, so that would be two things that I, that I would hold when I talk about strength. Um, and I, um, you know, vulnerabilities is a word that's used a lot these days. Um, but I think it's vulnerability with some courage and dignity. Uh, that, that to me is, is quite a, is, is a wonderful attribute. You know? Right. And so, so there's, a, there's a piece, if I could sort of unpack all of that, there's a piece about this which is, is and I know it's another word that's overused, which is authentic, but it's being real with, with the experience that you're in in that, in yeah. that moment um, and, and not, not, um, not trying to um, dismiss it or um, ignore it or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but just th- this is... Th- I'm just being really real that right now this is what's occurring for me, and mm. you know, and and but there's also another part of that which I think you you sort of spoke to, um, which is um, the, the the recognition that right now in that moment you may not have the the individual resources to to navigate out of it, and so it's how, who can I ask for help, or you know, who, yeah. what, yeah. and it might not even be who, but what can I do to help myself through this. Yeah, and and it's for men. For men, and I'm 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 so guilty of this. I'll hold on to problems because I'm always a solutions guy, right? So I, I'm the leader or owner or, you know, the person that pays for yeah. many other families and people, and I'm responsible for so many people. Yeah. Um, and I love that, but also part of that and this ego is I then I'm the I'm the solutions guy, right? So I I go there's a problem. I think about it and then I have a solution. Whereas what I'm sort of saying is the challenge is to sit in, in a problem space and go, I don't really know. I don't have a solution at the moment and I know that one will come and I perhaps need to ask for help. Um, but I, I need to be comfortable with, comfortable with sitting in the uncomfortable space where I don't have a solution and may not for some time. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that very much challenges uh, a, a, a lot of people's ident- men, particularly their identity, because you 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 get you feel proud as you should about being the person that can solve stuff, um, and you get a lot of um, you know strength through that at times as well. So um, uh, I think that's incredibly important to be able to sit in the discomfort of 
not knowing the answer and, and being able to work through it at the same time. And, and so what would stop you in that, in that, in that moment from, from actually putting your hand up and reaching out to somebody? Uh, I, I definitely struggle with this. Uh, so... So I'm, I'm I'm confronted with my answer, so I'll share it. Uh, so so I, I definitely struggle with asking for help. Uh, one because um, I I certainly have ego and pride around it at times. Yeah. Um, I I think sometimes I know the answer and I don't like it. Right. Um, so, okay. so, 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 so you think you think you know the answer and you don't like it, or you know well, the answer so, and you so don't if like I it. Ask, if, if I ask for help, then 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 it's you know to be frank. If I ask for help, it's responsible. It's incumbent upon me, you know, to not necessarily always take the advice, but to heed, you know, to respect and to take on board that advice. Um, and I might not like that answer, you know, because it might right. be. In, conflict with something else that I'm trying to achieve um and so that's that's so either two things I have to change you know or it changes me you know I I, I go through a process at the moment where I'm trying to change as a person and and the you know reasoning is because I'm like well if I don't change and grow as a person then it's gonna change me you know um 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 and I think um, also because I, I, I think the other thing is when my ego or my identity is attached to an outcome and then I feel like I'm failing, then I, I, I struggle to ask for help because then I feel like I'm a failure. And, right. You know, um, and so if I feel like I'm a failure, then it's sort of directly attacking my self-worth or you yeah. know, it's attached to my self-worth. Uh, and, and, and sometimes I may feel like I'm not strong enough to go, I feel like I'm a failure. You know? Right. Uh, uh, that, and that's something that if, if I was to give advice to myself, I'd be saying, you know, I, I, I'd be good starting more conversations with, I need help because I feel like I'm failing on this at the moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so but sometimes, sometimes, I mean, for me, the, the most appropriate type of help is, is not necessarily, it's not necessarily advice. Oftentimes it's just, it's, it's just yeah. um, having somebody to, to, to be present to an experience that you get to reflect <laughs> totally. without any judgment or any, any um, um, you know, this is the difference, <laughs> not always, I'm generalizing, of course, but the difference between the, the, the woman and the man, the woman can sit and hold, whereas the man wants to fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's that, it's that, um, uh, um, it, I, I, that's just been my own experience. And, and, often, yeah, and we feel, yeah, sorry, ahead. I mean, I was just saying, and, and, you know, and I certainly feel this, like sometimes the world feels like a battlefield. Right, so so there's a win lose, um, or there's a war at play, right, or that you feel you're part of, and so that the 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 putting down your shield or having taking putting down your sword and your shield, and saying you know I'm really really risks, um, you know really feels like you're risking great loss, you know now now you're not, um, but it feels like you are, yeah, yeah, and and to be frank you can have situations where people then abuse that trust. Right. And, and, and it does impact you heavily. Right. You know? um, and, and if you feel like it's a struggle at times, then it is pretty, it's pretty real for you, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, very real, very real. <laughs> no denying that. Um, and and so this is for me. This is part of um, an ongoing question because um, uh, we do live in a society where the 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 way that we engage as men and women is shifting so constantly. And um, there's different processes around this. You know, one of the, women generally talk to each other, and men generally don't talk deep, meaningful. I'm I don't know what yeah. to do kind of stuff with their fellow friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, and, and they don't. Um, and, and, and it's a pretty, it can be a pretty lonely existence in that sense. Um, and, and, and these days the way governments or organisations work, it's like you can't, you know, and I'll use my example at a work sense, right? Like I can't ring up my banker, you know, which is supposed to be, um, you know, trusted relationship that's supporting your growth and going, look, I'm really struggling, you know, on these things and I need some help because they actually can't help you because they've got the system yeah. that they're working within. So so it's meaningless, whatever they say. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. And so that, 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 that the sort of systems of trust in, in men whereby you feel like you've got a network you can rely upon, um, bureaucracy and policies and... Uh, and and politics break that down as well, so it, it can feel quite isolating, particularly. And I'm I'm thinking more in an organisational leadership context, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, circling back to your son, um, because I know that when I was a um, a young mum, and that I realised fairly early that that a, a way to um, enable humanity and so that includes vulnerability and strength and sharing and just being human you know that we show up as humans and sometimes we have it together and sometimes we don't um that that in order for me to create a safe space for my daughter to be human i needed to do that first so so how how do you how are you considering um you know some of these sort of questions around raising your son around being i don't have the answers i don't I need help or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm <laughs> the world, yeah. the world yeah. seems to be pretty today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so really, um, that's a difficult question for me to answer in a sense of like, I don't feel like I'm doing particularly well at that at this point. Um, however, he's also, he's three. So um, I think there's an innocence that I'm quite kind of consciously trying to protect for a while. Um, what I would say is, is, um, like the number one thing that I'm trying to focus on as a parent um, is him being able to express very safely his feelings at all times. Mm-hmm. So, so if he's feeling sad, angry, um, frustrated, all of that, that is like completely okay, and and in and supported, and in like and in really supported by his mum and I. Um, so I think that's the thing. And so then um, we're able to have a conversation with him at three where I'm like, how are you feeling? He's like, oh, I'm feeling this. Why is that? And he's able to articulate, mm-hmm. I think, incredibly well for a three-year-old what he's feeling and what mm-hmm. and why and that that be okay, right? And, and that's the really key part because it's okay to feel any of those feelings, right? Like really okay. But I've been brought up and a lot of people are brought up to go, it's not okay to feel those things. Something's wrong with you. You need to just fix it and then you'll be fine and you're happy and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, no, 
like, like it's a full, the rainbow, we've got the full rainbow of spectrum here. Um, and you need to be able to be okay to feel all those things. So I think if you can feel safe in yourself emotionally to feel all those things, uh, yeah. and he's brought up to feel that, um, yeah. then it's a much safer place for him to be able to share because he knows he's okay. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and being, you know, uh, reinforced, uh, supported, uh, nurtured to be, know that you're always okay, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that that behavior or that feeling is just a feeling and it will pass, but you're okay to feel that. And that's real for you for now. Um, incredibly valuable, um, I guess, um, awareness to have as a, as a child growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, um, <laughs> it sounds like as you teach to learn, it's okay for you to feel like, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably need to, uh, take the probably, medicine. I probably need to take that medicine. Um, <laughs> but obviously I'm doing a little bit of well, cause he's doing okay. So I'm like, yeah, he's well, doing okay. <clears throat> yeah. 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 He's got to learn, yeah. some, learn it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And so what do you, what do you think it's going to take to create, um, uh, enough, uh, safety for well let's just start with you but for you and 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 your um, male peer group to uh, to not feel like you have to solve solve your own problems on your own or that that if you don't if you reach this place that you're a failure all of that sort of stuff um, yeah what, what what's going to <laughs> yeah 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 well I think so I think uh, the, the example that I, the, 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 and I, I can't answer this in the global context because I've largely given up the idea that I my and my, this is I think ego more than anything else that I can solve the world's problems. Um, right. So I feel very much as I get to the next sort of chapter of my life that I, I'm very much focused on just solving for me and changing changing me and changing my way of interacting with my immediate people around me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very much, I forget who's the wise person that very much said, be the change, you know? Um, And I, and I really come to the conclusion that's about all anyone can do. (laughs) And and whenever we get carried away with causes that are beyond us, um, you know, uh, not always, but a lot of the time that's sort of ego and pride. Um, and it's not to say that you can't care about bigger causes, um, but first of all, you need to very much solve for your own backyard. Um, so, so um, I'm uh, very focused on solving for my own backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, and, and I had this awareness is, so what does it take for me? So one is it takes for me to actively prioritize quality connections with my peers and offer that vulnerability in the first place. Yeah. Right. So the only way that I can expect it or nurture it or support it, and I'm fantastic at supporting people with problems, yeah. is to be able to offer that, offer them the chance to help in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I feel sick because I'm like, I don't do that enough <laughs> uh, when I think of that, but, but that's the truth. So I, yeah. we had a you know, question across all staff about how do we promote truth in the workplace? And, 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 and the way that I promote truth in the workplace is by um, being vulnerable and offering the chance for people to trust me mm-hmm. or trust, trust myself with them. Um, and then, then they can then, you know, 
feel trusted at work themselves. Yeah. Um, I need, as leader, I need to give them that opportunity to be trusting to me first. Yeah. So I need to put myself in a position where I'm going to get, you know, that trust is going to get abused or whatever first and not be, you know, naive about it, but but be um, accept that that's going to happen. You know, like the classic example, you know, um, I would talk about a lot is like the issue of hiring, you know, females that are, you know, in the, you know, area of giving birth or having a child, um, and as a small business, and I can't, I can recall like at least I'm going to say tens of females in different roles advising me not to hire certain women because oh they're going to they're going to have child soon or they're going to be this or yeah. watch them watch them because they're coming back from work and they'll be unreliable and we've been affected negatively in a couple of instances, but I'm, I I say constantly you you've, you you can't treat the next person on the experiences of the last, you have to give that mother the respect that it deserves and that they deserve, you know, and, and you guess what? We're incredibly rewarded with that as well, you know? Um, um, and, and so as a leader, you know, in, and whether it be with your friends or your peers or anybody else, you've got to lead, you know, to do that first. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the definition of a leader. <laughs> Most people haven't figured that out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the next thing is is actually, um, uh, and this is obviously ties into some of the other stuff I'm doing, but um, is is very much create more space for having those emotive conversations, right? So, so um, promoting uh, culture, experiences, uh, space. Um, support networks, whatever, whereby that is a more, you know, uh, popular and endorsed part of the organization and its values. Mm-hmm. So, so, so structurally you can do things around that. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I wrote an example, for example, this week, I wrote uh, an email to a, a person in my, you know, across the sort of 50 or so people that I employ um, about, how to deal with relationship issues that they've got, they're going through, right? Um, and I was, I said, I feel incredibly honoured that they were to talk to me about it and ask for advice. And then I was able to say, well, there's this, there's that, you know, da 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 da. And um, they were like, oh, really grateful that I'd taken the time to do that. And I'm like, well, it's incredibly important, you know, and it's not about work, but it's just incredibly important for your life and the relationship with your kids and everything else. And so um, I think bosses and leaders. And have a responsibility to take care of the individual well and truly beyond what they do between nine and five. Yeah, for me that um, that um, is is a reflection that that you're inviting people to come to work as whole humans. Yes. Um, and and if their home life is falling apart, um, you're not going to expect. Um, much from them at work, um, and if you do, it, well, it's it's just not you're just not going to get the 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 able-bodied contribution that can people people can make when they've got stability in their whole of life. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also just accepting the reality that, that 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 as we go through life, some of those changes and impacts and and different things happen, and that's just a really really 
you know, I wouldn't say, you know, it's a really, really normal part of life. Uh, it happens to all to of us. Supported. It happens yeah. to all of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, there is no exclusion, <coughs> no exclusion zone that I've come across on 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 that. Um, um, yeah, and so so that's it. Sounds to me that the, the culture that you're you're supporting the creation of is one that people can show up as human beings um, with a set of skills and um, and. Uh, um, experiences that can contribute to the what you are achieving in your enterprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is which is really which is really lovely and and not usual. Uh, and most most organisations ask um, people to leave three quarters of themselves at the door. You know, yeah, when you enter. I, I, I had a, there was a, a sort of national series around. Um, there was a sort of lunch series at workplaces around. Um, what do workplaces need to do to encourage more uh, women back in the workplace who are parents um, and what sort of, you know, programs around that that they need to do. And I, and I actually, I was, so I spoke at a couple of them and I was a little bit controversial because I said, well, the issue is your workplace stinks. So, um, <laughs> um, so it's not about having a program. It's about changing the values of the entire organization. So I, yeah. I sort of talked to, things like empathy and intuition and values um, and purpose-driven as not being like, oh, yeah, we're running this sort of funky program to get female back into the workplace. It's like, no, no, that actually should be the values of the organisation and then people will want to work there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not some sort of like little thing we'll tack on so we can achieve our diversity goals, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like um, environmental. We'll do the green stuff over there and just plug yeah. it on, plug it on yeah. for, for reporting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, oh, we've gone and made a fortune across the last 50 years and now we're going to give it away to help some people. It's like, no, no, actually, um, you need to make structural. If you're doing something that's um, detrimentally impactful on the world today, then you, maybe you should start fixing it today. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that goes for the lives of your people and whatnot. You know, it's not, you don't need to wait. Don't need to wait. It, it, it you you are speaking about having the 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 values of <laughs> of who you are and what you represent be absolutely intrinsic to all domains of the organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm fairly fortunate because I've kind of been my own boss all my life, so I don't really know how to like. I I, I just go like, work is intensely personal for me. Um, my side projects are intensely personal for me. My life is intensely so everything's related. So I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't divorce myself and sort of uh, want to don't wear a suit. Luckily, but I can't put on a suit and go and go right. I'm going to go and make a ton of money, you know, in these hours, and then I'm going to go and sort of separate out the two. It's like I see it all as very much one and the same, uh, and that has with it some challenges. But 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 it, it allows you to, you know, if you're living out of integrity or out of alignment with your values, then you go through a hell of a time because you feel it. <laughs> yeah, you're, but you were also speaking just as you were saying that that people you invite people to come to work as whole humans. You're also you're also now referring to yourself as as not separate from. Um, there is uh, and and while we're com- all complex and we have many different parts of ourselves and characters that come out in different stages and places and so on but you're you're also referring to that your whole of life is engaged with what you're doing there isn't really a separation between you the person that shows up as a leader as a as a business owner as a boss as somebody who goes surfing yeah 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 completely completely and you know i i um 
I, I think um, I have a responsibility to show that so that give others people the permission to do so as well. Correct. Another form of leadership. So tell me a little bit. You have you do have this um, um, wonderful side project. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask about that. And and so there's two parts to this sort of like this this piece here. One is the side project, but also speaking into um, how you how you um, nurture and cultivate your own uh, well being um, and so on. Poorly. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes poorly. Um, um, so uh, the first thing. So, um, I guess the it's been something that I've always wanted to do, uh, and then it sort of I kept avoiding it because of oh I hadn't quite made enough money or hadn't wasn't quite in a you know you know always find an excuse. And I think um, if we talk more about that another time, it's like we can always find an excuse not to act. Um, yeah. But but uh. Um, you know, as it's a often told story, having children or having a child then sort of really forces you to look at your perspectives and priorities a bit more. And, and, and so for me, uh, the biggest thing that I realized was I was, and still am so incredibly disappointed in the political leadership at all levels around the future of, you know, uh, my local area or my country. Um, and, and realize that as a, uh, as a business owner and, and has a small amount of, I guess, um, choices that I can make with um, money and, and buying decisions that um, I can make far more uh, strategic decisions to create change um, in my direct community. So my family and my staff and my people around me um, and, and that I needed to do that. And so I needed to be different and provide a different example. And so uh, that really led that sort of, that starts with really being more sustainable myself. So that's consuming less, um, growing my own food uh, and ultimately getting off the rat race of feeling like I need to earn an ex- a certain amount of money in order to live. And, 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 you know, the true, true meaning of sustainability, which is I can, you know, not just responsible economically and environmentally, but actually socially and politically and that they're incredibly challenging to do. Um, mm-hmm. So that I'm actually contributing. I'm a net contributor to the world across all those four areas rather than a consumer, you know, uh, um, because if I'm living the high life, um, but I'm not contributing back, then it means some other family somewhere or many families in, you know, countries perhaps far removed are suffering in one of those four areas as a result of my excess, you know, Um, and that's a brutal truth that people don't like. So, um, so for me, it was about, you know, what we're doing um, was about, you know, buying a piece of land, um, about, you know, creating essentially a system, I suppose, around food um, and around then really looking at how we build partnerships with people and community uh, to really build that sort of essentially that sustainability. Uh, And then that, and then because I'm still a business guy who thinks about things, then it's just sort of, now it sort of keeps uh, growing and, and morphing, but I have to constantly remind myself to stay true to the uh the original integrity and values of what i sought to do in the first place um which which is to create a, a um an ecosystem that that is regenerative versus consumptive is that yeah it, yeah it is regenerative and producing for others yeah and where i don't need to consume you know off off the system so to speak so at the moment i live in the city or you know 
still primarily live in the city. I, I drive diesel cars. I, I consume food. I, I benefit from the fact that there's cheap, cheap labor in other countries that I buy their cars or the clothes or whatever. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a consumer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's like, well, how do I get to a point whereby I need very little income? You know? Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, I'm producing all my own food and I'm producing enough that I can share, sell, trade, barter um, with others around me. Um, yeah. And I'm cre- creating um, not, 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 more, not, not employment, but more job opportunities and freedom for others. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do I build systems that in, in, like build relationship strength for others? Because that's the social piece, essentially. Mm-hmm. So how am I supporting the social improvement in um, not just my staff but with their families and their communities and the schools and and that ecosystem that's around me uh and and really just changing you know flipping that whole model on its head uh uh and so that's kind of yeah what what the side project's about yeah okay um it sounds to me if i was summarizing the sort of the 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 core thread that this conversation is is the a, a high commitment to wholeness, wholeness of your expression, staff's expression to recognition of our individual impact on a whole earth um, to other people that yeah. we will never meet um, yeah. who are suffering at um, the effect of our rapacious want for more, more things, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so there's this, this and, and that sort of circles back to the piece around what it means to be a... A citizen, um, um, a privileged citizen. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, which is pretty impressive, I might add. And <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's, it's and I said I, I honestly like you know answer your question if you were to ask me this morning. It's like I still feel like a fraud. You know what I mean? Like as in I go, there's so much more I need to do. Uh, am I doing a bit? Absolutely. Um, you know, am I proud of what we've done today? Yeah. Can we do a lot more? Absolutely. Uh, and that journey, you know, that's part of being a man is the journey never, you never get to the destination. So you've always got a goal. So that's good. So you've always got something to work towards. Um, but you've just got to stay uh, true to, you know, your, your, your values and your, your mission, you know. Yeah. So what would you say if someone was listening to this who is, 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 uh, doesn't feel that they've got it all together, they're having one of those I haven't got it all together days, um, <laughs> um, and it's probably the, they're into several weeks of having one of those not having it all together days. So what would you say to somebody who's listening to this, who's in that sort of space? Because I know you've been there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so significant change, uh, and all the things that you aspire to do are actually made up of incredibly small activities, Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and I, there's lots of other people who are far wiser than me that espouse this sort of thinking. But when I look down to it, when I look down into the simplicity of it, if I'm like, you know, for example, like I, I always want to meditate and I struggle with it sometimes. Right? Yeah. So if, if I break, if I pull back success or I redefine success as closing my eyes for 40 minutes and meditating, then I'm probably going to fail at that today yeah. Yeah. if i pull that back to 10 minutes to one minute to 30 seconds to 20 seconds to 10 seconds to five seconds yeah. i close my eyes for five seconds yeah and that and that being success right yeah you can change the world yeah. off 
that logic. Yeah. Yep. So if you constantly, so if you're in that mindset, just redefine success and keep pulling it back and simplifying it so that you build small activities because they're foundations and with foundations come momentum and with momentum, you can do anything. You yeah. Know? So, so, so um, it's incredibly um, inanely um, um, simple uh, as because you keep on wanting to complicate it. It's yeah. like, oh, if I just did this um, or whatever, yeah. it's like just pull it back to the most simplest, smallest things yeah. that change your narrative of your day. And, and so for, for me, I can do things so that by 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, I've had an amazingly successful day at that point. Yeah. And so everything after that is a bonus. Yeah. 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 You know? So if I connect with my kids, um, or, you know, connect with my, not <laughs> kids. My, I was going to say, have you no, got another one? There's secret, only one. No, no, not my no. So I connect with my son, you know, connect with a partner or, you know, um, you know, can, you know, have time with myself, um, you know, just the simplest things. And that be like, okay, I've had a successful day. Then everything else is a bonus after that. And, and, and you can't underestimate the power of that on the mind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Um, and, um, uh, and that can include simple things like just connecting with nature or being in nature yeah. or, or, um, yeah. just going um, for a walk, go- for like not even five days, just like five, you know, 50 meters, you know, yeah, yeah. walk outside, you know, like just keep bringing it back until by you go, yeah, I can do that. Cause you know, and, 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 and then the other one is always, the other one that's great is always having gratitude. So, because if you, if you have a, if you have a moment, have awareness about other people's plight, then you're like, oh, my life's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's yeah. not so bad. So just one final question um, um, around this. Um, um, can you say anything about shame? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, one final question. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I could talk. You know, I'll do a whole, we can do a whole podcast on shame. Um, right. Uh, I think that there are a number of words that are lost in the narrative of people in today's society that are incredibly important that define so much of our behaviours <laughs> and and shame would be at the top of the list along with guilt uh, mm-hmm. and, and anxiety. <laughs> right. um, and I've got my fair share of all three or had my fair share of all three at times. And, yeah. and I, I'm... I'm fast. I, I never used the word shame in my life until my thirties. And when I first saw the word, I was like, why would I ever need to use that? <laughs> right. uh, and, and now at 40, I'm, I, I'm astounded at how much carrying of shame or feeling of shame or avoidance of shame can influence my behaviors. Yeah. Uh, and particularly as men, um, shame is for me would be a feeling that, um, I'm not an expert, but shame would be at the top of the list of feelings that men don't want to talk about. Right. (laughs) 
So, so um, I can talk to them. Absolutely, I can talk. I've got a list. I've got a good list of things. Um, but but um, yeah, shame has uh, has it's it has. I have a profound awareness of how much an influence and dictate can dictate behaviours in me at times. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so what are you? Do, what are the strategies that you have? Because um, I'll, I'll close up soon. But what is the strategies yeah. that you have um, currently that when you recognise that you're you're so, gripped by shame? Yeah. So, so one is uh, there's two things. So one is forgiveness more than anything else, right? And then two is saying I am not separating out yourself from the behaviour, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know. So. So. Um, because other people will also, and I, I'm not experiencing this at the moment. So, but what, like, if you look at, if you look at the issue of, of adultery and affairs, right. Yeah. And this can be men, women, any, any relationships, right. Um, um, you know, in the truth of a relationship of any period of time, the, um, complexity of our, how the relationships develop such that affairs occur, right. There's this incredible diversity and complexity around that, right? Yet, yet in our society, we go, oh, you know, she's had an affair or he's had an affair. Therefore, um, there's so much guilt and then shame that occurs as a result of that, that, mm-hmm. that very obvious and real behavior, right? But there are so many other things that lead to that. And, 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 and more importantly, um, the, the 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 stigma associated with it if it's not dealt with well right yeah basically in my view causes it to reoccur regularly <laughs> right because then they're labeled as that um they become one with the behavior and then it doesn't change right know? um and i'm like you know how many relationships is that affecting today um far more than any st- any statistics will tell you because people just don't own it yet yet I see it around, I see it so often around me, you know, in terms of socially and, and through work and through relationships where you see it with people and you're like, no one talks about it anywhere near as much as they should. And it's shame is at the part of that and dealing with that or not dealing with that is, is a huge part of that whole process. Yeah. Yeah. You used a, 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 a very strong word in there, um, forgiveness. Um, I, I take it that you were talking about predominantly um, <laughs> forgiveness, self. self, yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and forgiveness has the pattern of dissolution. Um, so it dissolves the, um, yeah. you know, that's what it's really about. Uh, yeah. And that, if I tie it back to that one narrative at the start, right, like, which is about um, having my son. Um, so so um, let me find something. So I'll give you an example. So if I feel like I can't uh, take on something at work, like a challenge or a challenging decision or an issue at work, yeah, right, um, because I don't feel up for it mentally for argument's sake, like um, firing someone or, or dealing with conflict with a customer or supplier or something, I'll feel a sense of shame, yep, okay, yeah. like in a real sense. And so imagine that as a video and, and, and my son can see that, yeah, at 25, right. like back to that earlier story. Right? Yeah. Um, if, if, if he can see, like, imagine the gift, if he can see that I can forgive myself for having that moment, yeah. imagine the power yeah. of that for his life, Yeah. that, yeah. that he, he can witness my example. Yeah. yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 We're, like we all go on, like a lot of us, you know, avoiding it, hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, pretending it doesn't happen. But, but it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is a beautiful example. And, and um, it, it, it possibly, um, we'll see how I go with this podcast, but it may be, we may have to do a series, just a series itself on shame. Because, oh, you, <laughs> you totally could. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Um, we're, yeah. we're not going to be whole humans um, and we're not going to be whole men and whole women um, in relationship with each other unless we address that type of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. particularly when you talk about how it influences the next behavior and that's yeah. the, that's the, that's the cruncher, right? Like as if you don't deal with it, it then starts to directly impact future behaviors, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being very generous with your time. Um, if uh, we'll have some um, show notes on this um, with um, your backstory and et cetera, et cetera. But if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to find you? No, the best way to get in touch with me is, uh, well, probably through email and phone, uh, a yeah. phone or All I've right. got a website. Yeah. So I'll provide those details. Sorry, I should have a that's, scripted answer for that, a, and I don't. <laughs> that, that, that's all right. It, we'll make we'll make that available, um, and uh, and also um, include your your ninety six Bangalow um, yes. because I think that's a great project. Wonderful, Simon. I am so glad that you are on this earth, and Rocky's lucky to have you as a dad. And uh, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Christine. No worries. Bye. 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 To listen to more of these conversations and access the show notes, visit 223am.com. That's the number two, the number two, the number three am.com and experience a whole new kind of success and fulfillment. If you've got what it takes, experience a session directly with Dr. Christine McDougall. Visit 223am.com and apply now. Thanks for listening.